Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Mr. Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, you can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Have a few students who might be listening in today. They found out I'm on the radio, so I. So told you them. you said Mr. Johnson. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on, Mr. Johnson? All right, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. Well, listen, uh, we had a great interview yesterday with Congressman Rutherford. I really appreciated him coming on, and you know, uh, I, I was encouraged at his love for the Lord, talking to him about just his uh, desire to represent Christ up there. I mean, there's not a lot of people up there in that organization, you know, in Congress and in Senate who who are, you know, sold out to the Lord. And um, I still remember his testimony. And if you just tuned in and you, you haven't heard yesterday's, you can go to SWATradio.com. You can put in uh, Congressman Rutherford and listen to all three of his interviews. We've had him on three times. His first one was when he shares how he comes to belief in Christ Reading a Bible in a police car as he's sitting out on the beat, you know, just sitting and uh, on breaks, he would uh, he would read, and uh, and God used that to bring him to faith. But yeah, he he was really vilified after January six because he was one of the congressmen who was protesting mm. some of the electoral votes in a constitutionally protected way, mm-hmm. and he read the uh, or I read the uh, statute, uh, the U.S. Code where it was that is a legal thing to do there was nothing illegal about it there was nothing wrong about what they were doing and he's been vilified for that so i was glad to have him on and share and i don't know if taylor uh you are aware of i know you know about the equality act but um there are so many corporations now that are funding the lobbying effort to get this passed and if you're out there um, you can write some of these companies. I know they probably are not going to pull back, but you need to know that this Equality Act, it is they are looking to redefine our country and basically make your religious freedom of expression secondary to somebody's desire to have a gender dysphoria uh, mental disorder. I mean, literally, that is what this act is all about. They are going to subvert your religious freedom of expression, which was a constitutionally protected high value for our founding fathers, all for the purpose of sexual perversion and sexual gender dysphoria. And uh, the companies that have bought into this and are helping to support this, American Airlines, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, Southwest. Who are you going to fly? It's all of them. They've all bought into it. Uh, Media companies like Apple, Netflix, Walt Disney, no surprises here, AT&T, Sony, Verizon. Are you getting the picture that this is is impacting every place? So it's not even like you can boycott certain people because it's enveloped all of them. 
Hershey Foods, Mars Foods, Kraft Foods, Pepsi, Coke. I mean, there's. I mean, I guarantee you. You know, if somebody really wanted to uh, capture a huge market right now, they could come out against this. Like Pepsi, I'd buy Pepsi just to just to support them. I I would fly an airline just to support the fact mm-hmm. that they're coming out against this. Uh, Kellogg's, Facebook, Foodline, Albertsons, Target. Luckily, not Publix yet, but that doesn't mean they won't because people are still clamoring to get on this. I hope they don't. Uh, but you know, well, I think that the pressure to join in that is going to mount. Um, I don't know if you've heard, you know, about the Great Reset and the kind of some of the stuff that's supposedly uh, involved with that, and companies having a score that you know rates them not only on you know what they do economically, but how they are socially and and things like that. That's going to be an incentive for companies to. Um, you know, want to get on board with things like that so that their score goes higher, so that their stock goes higher, so that there's a monetary incentive for them to uh, behave in this manner. Well, what people need to, and he shared about this yesterday, um, Congressman Rutherford did, and you can contact your congressman, especially the senators. The Congress is going to pass what they've already had, but they have to, unless they do away with the filibuster, it, it won't pass the Senate. You think I mean, the, the, the Senate will not ratify this. Right. Uh, but if they do away with a the filibuster, then Kamala Harris can be the deciding vote and yeah. they can do it. And the reality is that the Equality Act is going to redefine and subvert our religious liberty. And, um, and, and that's just sad to me because this is a you're taking an act. Uh, Congress is making an act and they're overturning. One of the Bill of Rights, one of the founding document and principles of our country, uh, this this idea that you have the freedom to express your faith in God in a way that's not infringed upon by the government. And they're about to infringe upon your expression of that. And so this is where we're headed. And, you know, the, the sad part is to me, all these corporations they depend on the millions of evangelical professing Christians in this country to buy their products. And we do. And we're, we're quiet. You know, we don't express ourselves at this. I think, though, that um, they're starting to move towards a more global market. And so the they, they, don't, are. they don't really care as much they don't about care. You're right. what You're, happens yeah. you know, here is, and, and the, <clears throat> what type of stink we put up here because they're going to still have a market in Asia or in Europe or, or wherever. So... Uh, that doesn't mean not to act on your conscience, though. I think that if you feel, man, I'm not supporting this, don't support that. You know what I mean? But I, I don't think that they're they're that afraid of that, to be honest. Well, no, I don't think they are either. But, but one other thing I was really encouraged by is, you know, uh, Congressman Rutherford is not bowing to the gender dysphoria language that he's being told mm. to abide by. He's, he's saying, you know, uh, that's... That's that's requiring me to go against my God-given beliefs that we are males and females. God created us male and females, and to buy into that uh, just absurd uh, perversion of reality, I'm not going to fall prey to that. And as believers, we don't have to. If you're listening and your friends are telling you you've got to accept this, you do not. You can be a Stephen. You can be a guy who says, no, I am not going to buy into this. I'm, I'm going to be loving, 
and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hate the sinner. I'm going to hate the sin, but just because I hate the sin doesn't mean I hate the people. Doesn't mean I can't, you know, cause Paul says such were some of you in Corinthians, you used to be like this. We have a responsibility to be light in the midst of darkness, but we also have a responsibility to speak truth. God's word is clear. We, we didn't come from monkeys. He made us from the dust of the earth. You either believe it or you don't. He didn't make us uh, sit. You know, he didn't make us uh, uh, gender. What you know? I don't know even what you. I know cisgender is you're the gender of birth. I don't know what it means to be. What is it when you're you identify as a gender other than your birth, Taylor? What do they call that? Trans. Just it's just trans. Is that yeah, it? Uh-huh. I thought there were a bunch of different gender thing terms now that I didn't. I don't know. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you got cis and trans, and then there's others too. Uh, it, it's, uh, you it's, know, binary. What is binary? Mean? Non-binary. Non-binary. Yeah, 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 that's the that's the thing I was thinking about. Non-binary means you're not even identifying with either, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just so ludicrous that people are being told to buy into this uh, reality of somebody's personal, private reality that's not real at all. And we don't we don't operate that way in any other realm except for this sexual realm of identity. I mean, it's just it's absurd. I mean, if it's for somebody to tell you that you have to accept the fact that they are not a boy, they're, they're you know because they don't feel like they're a boy. We don't we don't operate that way in any other realm of reality. Well. More and more, mm-hmm. we're starting to. I mean, what uh, I'm saying math is, is racist. You know, well, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're starting to. But see, that's what happens. It's like a Pandora's box. It goes from one thing to another. But what I'm saying is, you go to the bank and try to operate under that reality is, I believe I have $10,000 in my checking account. Uh, no, sir, you only have $400 here. No, I believe I have. They won't. They want. They won't yield to that. Yeah, but if the federal government just keeps printing money, you know, <laughs> hey, it's like, ah, that's good. But, well, but you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, all but. I'm saying is that why is it? You know, people. You know, I, a guy said to me the other day. He goes, "Well, we can't be discriminating." I'm like, "Why? We discriminate every day." Well, you, you, people, don't you agree? Yeah, people. You know, look at the the you know discrimination based on skin color, but in, the fact of the matter is discrimination by definition is if i choose this chair over that chair you're, you know, you're making a discriminating choice yeah yeah so yeah. but people it, it that word has a, a stigma a con, uh, you know a connotation attached to it that the literal definition of it doesn't necessarily possess so in people's lexicon they, they you know you say that to somebody they wouldn't really even understand what you're saying yeah because well here's the deal it's about equality but the Equality Act is not about equality. It's about giving favored status to people who have a sexual identity issue, not based on reality. Yeah, it's a uh, it's egalitarianism. You know, it's a uh, it's about equity. It's not about equality, where you know equality under the law means everyone you know has the same opportunities. You know, the same uh, freedom, I guess, to make their way in the world. Whereas you know, egalitarianism or equity is about hey, this person here is super strong so we're going to make him carry this heavy weight so that when two people go they're going to go at the same pace you know it's not about actually um having people be free to pursue what is right well hey so. it's friday i hope people will call in today 
Uh, by the way, if you call in today, I will send you a book called Tactics uh, by Gregory Kukul, which is a great book at talking to people about these kind of issues. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Excuse me. Stay tuned. You will be right back. <laughs> If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. That was Rescuer by Wren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, today is Friday, a little bit of a free-for-all Friday. So if you would like to call and join the discussion, we're talking about a uh, number of topics. Really kind of the first segment, we're talking a little bit about um, what's been going on in the news uh, and what's going on with the government. And uh, Doug referenced his uh, conversation with Congressman Rutherford uh, yesterday. So if you would like to join our discussion or ask any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Hey, uh, I just got a text, Steve, if you can hear me in there, that the stream is down. Oh. So I don't know if uh, what's going on. James is saying the stream's down. Uh, you know, so... Uh, you might want to let Larry know uh, out in Idaho and over the internet they're not hearing us right now. So, uh, but for you folks here in Jacksonville, uh, hopefully you can still uh, hear us. And, and in uh, Virginia at the Lighthouse, yeah, at the Lighthouse, Meridian, Mississippi, on WMER. Yeah, for you folks, you're getting it through a barracks box, which is transmitted a little different than our folks through the internet. But uh, anyway, hey, this book by Gregory Kukul is a great book called Tactics. And a good friend of mine uh, who I, I flew with in the Marine Corps recommended it to me, and it has been really, really good. I want to just read a little excerpt from you um, just so you see what it's about. Um, this guy is about apologetics. Apologetics comes from the word apologia, which is a defense of the faith. And uh, he he shares a story about how he was uh, out north uh, in the northwest with his wife, 
and he he was talking to this lady who had a Wiccan mm-hmm. uh, uh, pentagram star kind of thing on her, and he asked if that star had significance. She said yes. It the five points stand for earth, wind, fire, water, and spirit. And she said, "I'm a pagan." And you know, um, anyway, he says, "So you're a Wiccan?" She said, "Yes. Uh, it's an earth religion." And like the Native Americans, we respect all life. And so he picked up on that and he said, if you respect all life, then I suppose you're pro-life on the abortion issue. Mm. See, I love this guy because he goes right into it. He's being a witness, but he's also, when somebody says they respect all life, he says, okay, so I suppose then, and then she said, no, I'm pro-choice, which is no surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, isn't that an unusual position for somebody in Wicca to take? I mean, since you're respecting all life. And she goes, you're right. It is odd. You see, most people don't even think about the things they say. And um, then she qualified herself. She goes, I know I could never do it, she says. Um, But uh, I couldn't kill a baby. I wouldn't do anything to hurt someone else because it might come back on me. And so now what happened is the conversation turned to where she's saying, I couldn't do this, but I think you have the right to do it. And, um, you know, she described abortion and her words as killing a baby, not him. He didn't make, he just said, I'm sure you're, you know, you respect all life. You're, you're, uh, what's your position on abortion? And so, um, what she didn't realize was that her admission had kind of given him now he was in the position of offense instead of defense, right? Yeah. And um, and so he then went in and talked to her about when would it be okay for a person to choose to take a life? And, um, and she said, well, you know, like in the case of incest. And so he then says, well, so let me get this straight. So if there's a five-year-old boy standing next to me and we find out in conversation that he was a product of incest it would be okay for us to take his life and she said no of course not because he's five years old and he goes so wait a minute you just said it was okay in this other so he got her thinking about that and that's what he does in this book he's really good at helping us think through using questions and reason with people to talk to them to get them to understand what they're even saying because most people just buy into party lines and, and lines mm-hmm. of, of dogma that have no basis, really, uh, that they thought through. So uh, anyway, she said um, he, he, he just goes through and he, he gives a bunch of examples in here. So it's called Tactics by Gregory Kukul. It's a really good book, and I highly encourage you to uh, read it. Uh, uh, the other thing I like about it is he talks about Columbo. I don't know if you ever watched the <laughs> show Columbo. Didn't really watch it, but I know what it is. You should watch it. You know why? When I went through the FBI Academy, they showed us two different episodes of Columbo to watch how he investigated Mm. because he used a method of investigation that was very disarming, Mm. but he was also very observant about things. And one of the things in investigating is most people go through life and they miss the details they miss clues why because they're so busy looking where they think the clue ought to be Mm. they don't look at the whole situation with an open 
and, and a blank mind pretty much. And, and so when you go into scripture, we do the same thing. We read the, we read the Bible like a newspaper, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, some people like the sports, some people like the entertainment. And so they go in with an agenda to read, looking for a particular story or a particular bent instead of reading and trying to understand what God wants us to get and see a big picture, we focus in on particular ideas we have or whatever. So anyway, all that to say, this book is really good. It's called Tactics by Gregory Kukul. I'm trying to get him to come on the radio in the summer probably uh, to talk about it, but it's a really good book, and uh, I really encourage you to get it especially if you have a hard time talking to people uh, about jesus like my wife Lori was talking about she said this is so encouraging to me because i could talk about this and i can do this and and he, he uses this phrase in here to leave a rock in somebody's shoe so that basically every time they they take a step they something's not right and it makes them think and that's his goal in the conversation just to put a rock in their shoe so that you know you you may not get a chance to share the whole gospel with somebody yeah but you might be able to just plant a seed that somebody else can water so it's good i highly recommend it called tactics yeah and if you would are interested in the book you know you can uh, call in today and uh, Doug says he will send it out to you. So that number, if you would like to join the discussion or ask a question, is one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Again, that's ask a s k at SWATradio.com. It is a bit of a free for all Friday. We're talking about a number of different things, uh, including the news, but also uh, going over just uh, talking a little bit about. Acts chapter 6, 8 through 15, which is what we looked at uh, throughout Monday and Wednesday of this week. You know, with that book, uh, Doug, it's uh, it's interesting to me. Like, you know, you're talking about leaving a a, a, a rock in the shoe. Um, and like in that situation, I don't know if he was able to um, share the whole gospel with that lady. But it, it uh, like you said, there's so many people who believe things and they have no clue why they believe them. And if you're able to just leave them with a little bit of a question of, wait, why do I think this, that later on they might be able to explore further and come to, uh, you know, grips with what they believe and maybe why it's off. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty awesome. It's a great thing. And it's something that we don't usually think about too much when we think about, uh, you know, telling our testimony or sharing the gospel. And like you say, sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do that, but also, you know, people have preconceived notions that, sometimes need to be chopped at first before they'll be receptive to the good news, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things he does in here, you're right, uh, is the, he, he gets into intelligent design, you know, Mm. intelligent design, I think about 15 or 20 years ago really started to come into play. Mm -hmm. And what that means is when somebody says intelligent design, they're saying that the, the universe is so complex that, that it's evidence alone, just the fact that it's so complex, that there was an intelligent designer. I mean, nobody would look at an iPhone and say that just materialized after millions of years. And so he goes in here and he talks about the two faces of science. He says, when you hear the complaint, intelligent design is not science, a subtle philosophical fl- sleight of hand is in play. 
because the charge capitalizes on an ambiguity between two different definitions of science. The first one is the most well-known. Science is a methodology employing various tools like observation, experimentation, testing. So it has to be repeatable, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's one definition. And that allows researchers to discover facts about the physical world. And thus, if there's any view that's not based on the right methodology, then it's not a scientific view. But the second involves a philosophy, specifically the philosophy of naturalistic materialism. All phenomenon must be explained in terms of matter and energy governed by natural law. Any view that doesn't conform to this second definition is not science. So he says that there are two requirements then for an investigation of natural world to qualify as scientific. First, you have to use the right method, which is a scientific method. Second, you've got to come up with the right kind of answers. Those consistent with a naturalistic, physicalistic, materialistic view of the world. These two requirements are not in conflict. Good methods produce answers in accord with matter and motion governed by natural law. Uh, He says sometimes, though, the evidence points in a different direction. The origin of life, for example, in the incredible biological diversity of the living world, consistently defy any naturalistic explanation, right? You can't look at the world around us and go, oh, there's a natural explanation, right? Yeah. Like if you see a, a, a window with a hole in it and you see a ball glove, a baseball glove, you know, about 15 yards away, you you know what the explanation for the hole in the window is, right? The likely explanation. The, yeah. like, mm-hmm. the most likely explanation. Mm-hmm. If you see a ball on the inside of the window, you know that is the explanation, right? More th- There's a 99.9% chance that somebody threw that ball through. And if you see your son running away, <laughs> yeah, you, you know that's know. it. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, we are up against the news break. We will be back with more after the news. But first, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Would also like to let you know that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Radio that was Need to Breathe with Brother. If you are just joining us, we are talking about a number of things today, a little bit of the news of the day, uh, talking about also Doug's interview with Congressman Rutherford yesterday. And just before the break, we were talking about a book, Tactics, by Gregory Kukul. And in it, uh, Doug was talking about the difference between uh, science and scientism. Um, he was talking about the two definitions of science, uh, one being just you know what we think of as science, and that's the study of 
of nature and and how things interact with each other. And the other is scientism, which is taking that what can be observed and extrapolating it out into the unobservable. Um, But right now we have a uh, caller, William from St. Augustine. How are you doing today, William? Wesley. Wesley, right. Sorry. My bad, Wesley. Uh, William's Wesley's brother. (laughs) Wesley, you there? Hello? Hey, Hey, Wesley, can you hear us? Oh, no, we lost Wesley. Wesley, call back. We have you down. I'd love to send you this book. Call in. Call in and talk to us. All right? Yeah, we lost Wesley, unfortunately. Um, he he heard me say William, and he got offended probably and hung up. So I'm, I'm sorry again, Wesley. But like I was saying, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the difference between science and scientism. And when I was in college, uh, I had a, a professor who was really good about uh, explaining that and how, you know, People who take science and say that you can answer everything with science are are acting in faith and, in fact, more faith than people who um, claim there is a creator um, because, you know, the the earth, it's been observed now, has an origin, right, the Big Bang. But where did that come from? And people who want to say, well, you know, there's no creator, there's no in- initiating process, that takes a great amount of faith. Well, and, it does. Uh, but, you know, we, we can't just yield to somebody because they're an expert you know he uses an example in here of like you got 20 road scholars or 20 20 uh nobel peace prize winners or 20 nobel prize winners in science or whatever and they weigh in you still got to ask the question okay how did you come to this conclusion just because you are an expert doesn't mean that what you're saying about this is true Mm. we we can probe how did you come to this opinion you know, what are the facts specifically? Are there any bias that seem to distort the assessment? Because we live in an age full of bias, right, today? I mean, we there's biased news. People, are they, they have agendas. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good book for thinking through some of those things, too. So, Wesley, welcome to SWAT Radio. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, good. This is Wesley, right? Yeah, this is Wes. I got cut off. I don't know what happened, but uh called back. Well, we're glad you're back. So uh, what's on your mind today on this Anything Goes kind of Friday at SWAT Radio? Well, I, I was calling. Um, uh, I, first off, just to say how much I love you guys' show, I, I I usually tune in to go pick my son up from school. And so just to give you some encouragement about some of the young people, he, he loves listening, you know, in the car ride home. And awesome. He'll That's- lay in on some of the issues and stuff, so. You know, you're getting so you're getting your voice out to some young people. That's that's for sure. Well, that's good. Um, Have you heard of this book by Greg Kukul called Tactics? No, no. But on the way, we, I was listening to it. That's part of the reason I called is because uh, I kind of want a copy of it. So well, well, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a copy. I'm going to get it out to you. And he is great at helping maneuver comfortably through very challenging discussions. And so I think. He'll help you. I will warn you, it you can use this. I mean, it's a very powerful tool. I mean, when he when you learn some of the things he's saying in here, um, I mean, it's almost like uh, verbal jujitsu. I mean, like he, you're able to listen to what people say and then flip it back on people in a way that if you're not careful, you can manipulate people. <laughs> so, uh, so well, no, I, I I'm. 
I'm looking for that. That's, you know, any, any tool you can use, uh, to help, uh, you know, spread the word is a good tool, you know? Hey, Wesley, how old's your son? Uh, he's 13, seventh grader. Oh man, this is perfect age um, for him too. That, yeah. you know, when I was 13, uh, I, I, I was able to go to a Christian school and we took some apologetic classes and I, I really found them, uh, you know, at that young age, it was, it was great for me. So this book maybe be a great book for you guys to go through together. Yeah. Well, when, when you get yeah, a guy like JP Moreland or Sean McDowell, who is Josh McDowell's son or Gary Habermas, these guys are all recommending it. It is a good, good, um, good book. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be encouraged uh, thank your, you and your son for listening. Yeah. And uh, I hope you will have a great weekend and keep listening to SWAT radio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I appreciate uh, John Rutherford coming on too because uh, that website he talked about, the uh, supremecoup.com. Yeah. Uh, I sent it out to my wife and she works at Mayo Clinic and she spread it around to the doctors and nurses and they're all um, aware now of yeah. it. They, they had no clue. So uh, just letting you know that uh, I tune in to get um, information from a reliable source. Well, thank and, you. Uh, well, yeah. well, that's appreciate good. it. You guys keep doing that, and I'll keep uh, spreading it out so we can maybe have some sanity. Yeah. Well, well, we're about spreading truth. I mean, that's hopefully that's you know we're trying to be spiritual warriors out here, and as believers, we need to know the truth and share the truth with people, and not buy into some of the lies that are being promulgated out there. So again. Thank you. Uh, keep loving your son. Hey, go over this book with him. Te- te- teach him at a young age, right? You know, go ahead and teach him. So, Yes, sir. Will do. All right. All right. That's, uh, thank- thanks for calling in, and that's awesome that he-, he sent that to his wife who got it out through uh, Mayo Clinic. And uh, now we have uh, Dougal on the line. Did I get your name right? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Awesome. So what, what, what's on your mind today? Oh, I struggle with how to uh, put Christ on display and, uh, and in, encounter these uh, people that uh, in the street or in passing with these wild ideas of wokeism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a great book for that because he's very good at uh, coming in here and uh, dealing with different things uh, and able to deal with it. And that's right now, I think, one of the greatest threats in the church right now mm-hmm. is this whole idea of critical theory and how it's really uh, being um, being absorbed by some really uh, influential pastors and teachers. And uh, I think it's dangerous. I really do. I think it's a dangerous trend we're seeing uh, because it gets away from – the, the simplicity of the gospel and the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. He is sovereign over everything. If you look in Acts 17, it's he who determines where people live. It's he who determines where they are. And um, and I think we discount that a lot. And uh, critical theory dismisses all of that. It's about two classes of people, oppressed and oppressors. And uh, and that, cla- that, that classification is, can be wielded against people of different colors, people of different ethnic backgrounds, people of which is different, you know, uh, people uh, of different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds. And so it's just critical theory uh, that's being promulgated, Dougal. So uh, 
Yeah, I'm happy to send you this uh, copy of this book. I think it'll be very helpful uh, to have that. So, well, I see uh, God separating the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, yeah. So to speak. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I agree thank with you. you very much, and I look forward to getting back to meeting with you on a regular basis. Okay. Yeah, well, good, man. We'll hang in there and have a good weekend, okay? Thanks for the book. I will. You too. You, you know what, Taylor? Um, a lot of people think that to be of one mind means we all have to share the same opinion, mm. mm-hmm. you know, to be unified. But but what that means is that we enjoy warm fellowship um, based on our communion with Christ, even when we have differences. The one thing that was striking to me when I went to Israel the first couple of times was that it was a good thing to argue and debate about these spiritual things, to have a sharpening conversations with people. And true maturity means learning how to disagree in an aggressive fashion, but yet we still maintain harmony. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's essential to have a, a good relationship with somebody where you're able to do that, but uh, you, you have to have the faith and the confidence that you guys are resting on the same uh, base foundation of what the truth is right and you know that that i would say is something that's a little bit uh scary about what we're seeing coming into the church with with woke the woke uh, movement i guess you'd call it is that you know our base understanding of truth and what the gospel is uh, is becoming different and so those conversations uh are not able to be had in love because you know there's a there's a shifting away from the traditional understanding of what the gospel is well yeah and this was one of the things we talked about yesterday with congressman rutherford and i'm glad they're looking at breaking up these gigantic monopolies of social media because the minute you i mean the minute you're labeled mean-spirited or a racist or anything else for raising an opposing view you just cancel all the debate there's no discussion yeah and i mean and whether it deals with the vaccine or mask or or whatever you want to talk about, when you can't have legitimate discussion, like right now, I mean, uh, my wife w- was, uh, you know, took one of my kids into the doctor and they were really pushing the vaccine. And my wife's like, no, I don't want the vaccine for them. Yeah. And, and you're almost vilified mm-hmm. because you make an informed decision for you. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Yeah. You know, and uh, because this is this whole idea, if you put that out on social media, it won't it won't they'll take it down because they're silencing opposing viewpoints Mm -hmm. on vaccine, on mask, um, on uh, critical theory, all these things. And, And that's not good. I mean, if you disqualify legitimate discussion, uh, then you compromise your ability to really know the know the truth. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, when it comes to the vaccines, again, we're talking about an experimental vaccine that has not been approved fully by the FDA. Um, so I, to, to not have any sort of grace and in, in that amongst each other about, hey, well, you know, this person is not going to take it because they want to see how things play out. That's fine. You know, the vaccine protects me if I want to take it. But we don't have that type of grace amongst one another. And I think that's a sign of. 4,100 people have died who've mm-hmm. taken it yeah. in America. Yeah, it's That's here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so if, if I choose not to, that's okay if I want to. If you want to take it, that's fine, too. But we should be able to make an informed consent. 
that's the that's the turn. Yeah, and I think that the, the fact that we can't have those discussions is proof that we have two different concepts of what it means to be American and two different concepts of truth. You yeah. Know, so. All right, we are up against the break. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding that is even if my mercy me welcome back to SWAT radio if you are just joining us as a free for all Friday we are talking about uh, not only Acts chapter 6 verse 8 through 15 which we covered this uh, week but we're also talking about the news we're talking about Doug's uh, interview with congressman Congress excuse me congressman Rutherford yesterday if you missed that you can go to SWAT radio click on the past programs link uh, and listen there but we're also talking about this book tactics by Gregory Kukul and uh, how it is a benefit, especially in the, the age and the era that we live in now. So if you have any questions or you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, you know, uh, he, I, w- I want to just point out a couple other things about this book that I, I really like. You know, he, he, we were talking about just because people are experts mm. doesn't mean that what they're saying is true. People could have been experts. Like, if you if you were to ask about like um, General Clapper, he would have been seen as an expert in intelligence, right? Mm. But what's come out in the last couple of years is he had a bias. And that bias influences. And uh, same way with uh, the guy who was ahead of the CIA, uh, Brennan. Mm-hmm. Okay, both of those guys had biases that impact, you know, what they say. So just because they're experts in a particular field doesn't mean you take what they say. So he says one thing that you need to do is ask the question, why should I believe this person's opinion? You, you you always have to ask that when when somebody is giving you information, whether it's from the Bible or about the Bible or about some spiritual truth, uh, reality, 
you you have to ask why should i believe this person's opinion and there's two ways to answer the first is they may be in a special position to know facts and if that holds true like for instance if somebody is a scientific expert who was part of the development of the vaccine then they can speak to some of the things related to it because they had access to information you didn't have right just to take that particular example but there's a, a another one too that that if you if you think about uh somebody who is saying they're an expert in a particular field and you say why should i believe this person um you shouldn't say um they can might be in a unique position to render a judgment uh where their interpretation based on their particular expertise might prove you know good for instance when i was in the fbi i was a drug agent i studied drugs uh, i had to i was trained in uh, analyzing and investigating drugs investigating how people smuggle them in how they distribute them and all that stuff so if somebody asked you to talk about it that would be one thing if they asked me to talk about it i could render a uh I could render an opinion based upon my experience in that in a career field, and that would give it a, a little more weight than somebody had not been trained. So you got to ask the question: Why should I believe this person's opinion? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, and I, I would I would add that you know even if they have those credentials, that if they don't you know back up what they're saying with you know some sort of evidence then you should be a little bit suspect because you know if we look at the uh the impetus for the lockdowns the numbers and stuff that was coming from the experts about how many deaths we were going to have turned out to be false and predicated on faulty models um and but people said oh you know it was an expert uh so they just went along with it so if an expert uh you know yeah there's there are reasons to listen to people and we should assume that other people have information that we want or things that we and know things that we don't know, but that doesn't mean we don't scrutinize what is being said regardless of who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, here's the thing, you know, one of the arguments you hear a lot of times is, well, uh, I don't believe the Bible because it was just written by a bunch of men. Mm. Have you ever heard that argument? It was written by a bunch of flawed men, Mm -hmm. so why should I believe? It's just a bunch of men. Well, so so he takes that here, and it's really good, and he says, you know, so you don't believe in any book (laughs) that was written by man? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So because they do. Yeah. They believe in a lot of books written by men. Right. They believe in articles that are written by men every day. So that's not really a good argument. Yeah. And, you know, a, a similar argument to that is, well, you know, it was written such a long time ago. How do we know that what we get is accurate? And, uh, you know, people will then point back and say, well, you know, Julius Caesar's writings, there's only seven total copies of those fragments or otherwise. Whereas with the Bible, there's, you know, many, many more times that. So why is that a, a, an argument? That was one that. You know, well, I heard it's like, oh, that's a really good one because you know historically, the the Bible is the best attested book. You know, oh, it is, you know, uh, uh, regardless of any other uh, historical writings that we have. Well, I want to give you a few more examples from this book. It's really good. So he says you can't take it seriously because it was only written by men, and men make mistakes. So he turns it with a question: Do you have any books in your library? Hmm. Do you find any truth in those books 
that are also written by humans who are prone to error. Is there a reason that you think the Bible is less truthful or reliable than any other books you own? Do people always make mistakes in what they write? If not, then why would you dismiss the Bible simply on that basis? Do you think that if God did exist, that he might be able to use humans to write down uh, exactly what he wanted? So you basically you throw it back in their court. I really like the way he does that. Um, you know, it's it's another. Here's one for you believers out there. A lot of times we get this a lot. It's wrong for you to force your views on other people. You can't legislate morality. Christians involved in politics violate the separation of church and state. You ever heard that? Yeah. All right. So he says, excuse me, do you vote? <laughs> well, when you vote for someone, are you expecting your candidate to pass laws reflecting your point of view? Uh, wouldn't that be the same as forcing your views on others? Uh, how is that different from what you just said? Is you? It your view that only non-religious people should be allowed to vote or participate in politics, or did I misunderstand you? Hmm. You see, he's putting it back in their court in a way that goes, well, they're right. Uh, where in the Constitution are religious people excluded from the political process? Don't all laws force some kind of morality on people? Yep. Can you give me an example of legislation that does not have a moral element underlying the law? You see, I mean, that is really good. He's good at what he does here. God's given him a lot of good wisdom and discernment. Um, I, 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 I just love some of the things he says. Um, so, you know, this book, again, is called Tactics. If you're just tuning in, I was just sharing a little bit. Gregory Kukul, and uh, I just... Uh, I'm so uh, grateful for uh, my friend Joe recommending to me. Hey, Lorna, welcome to SWAT Radio. So glad that you are listening up in Virginia. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Well, thanks for calling in. You're like the last caller here before because oh. you're, you're the last one that's going to get a copy of this book today. So uh, I'm oh. glad you're able to get in. Hey, real quick, is it? Killen, K-I-L-L-A-N, is that the name? <laughs> yes. Okay. Street I live on. Yeah, that's just, I'm just verifying that. That's good. So tell us, um, other than calling in to get the book, did you have any comments or questions? I do. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you a lot. The last month, I spent the last three years on a 32 Uncovered Truth. I was raised in religion, and I went on the long journey, and... To be clear, I I did come out on the other side still as a believer, but um, I came out with a with a book quite similar to it. Like the one that's always interesting in getting it. I do a lot of the same thing. I ask a lot of questions, um, and those questions um, end up not being received well by believers. And so, as I joined actually up the East Coast studying uh, suicide, so I wrote a program for. Um, I found a strong correlation between religion and suicide and the Bible. Very uncomfortable truth, but you kept saying truth, so I said, you know, careful. Uh, I hung up once because I thought, they don't want this truth, because it, it, I found that to be true. In the in the religious circles, my, my message has not been welcome. And um, when you said the part about the Bible, and he asks a question that I asked, and in fact, when I even tried to just 
discussed this question with my father, I was immediately rejected as even having the conversation. Um, the way that I came to believe that the Bible wasn't perfect truth, not that it didn't contain truth, but that it couldn't be perfect truth, was the fact that I was studying neuroscience for three years. Mm-hmm. And the word brain does not exist in the Bible. And often where brain is, they wouldn't have known neuroscience back then, they used the word heart. By not knowing the brain, we can now know words like fear. Fear actually physiologically harms the human brain. Training children, a five-year-old, he talks about a five-year-old boy, and I specifically used the example of the five-year-old child in me that was trained in hell and sat in my closet terrified out of my mind. Well, later when I learned that fear physiologically harms the human brain, people would say to me, well, I'm not going to not tell my child about hell. Oh, so the God of the universe that created the brain, because you think, we think that we're smarter than him, would do something to physiologically harm. So when we talk about freedoms and all of these things, I am a veteran, a combat veteran, um, and when we talk about all of these, these truths and, and rights, one thing that I think that is so important that we remember is none of us has the right to do anything that harms another human. That's when our rights are gone, whether it be speech, they specifically write on the sound of hope. Um, I write on what does hope sound like. It doesn't sound like a five-year-old learning that their family is going to burn in a pit of hell, right? So in the end, I came to believe that the Bible is written by man, inspired of God, and there are still people being inspired of God. And right. there are still updates, right? right? We wouldn't have doctors if we only believed the Bible was the only truth, right? Because they go to school for a lot of years outside of the Bible. So, and I think those things are important. And you said something that they feel free to call it because we need to have these discussions. I was getting ready to have a global. Well, I, hey, Laura, we, we have got to go, Lorna, but maybe next okay. week. Next week, you feel free okay. to call in next Friday. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, I want to give a shout out. I don't know if you're a mom, but happy Mother's Day to my mother in Mississippi and happy Mother's Day to you and to my wife, Lori, and my any mothers out there. And uh, hope you'll uh, uh, have a great Mother's Day this weekend. All right. We are done for the week. Uh, You're listening to SWAT Radio. Have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening...